If you're like me and you're torn between the love my body at any size movement and the, if I love my body, I need to make healthier choices to feel good too thought process, then you're in the right place. It's every day now that someone out there is telling us the next best thing on TikTok or Instagram ads are showing us another shortcut and it is exhausting. How about we heal our relationship with our bodies, exercise and food and give ourselves grace along the way. Let's do this together and celebrate the small stuff. Welcome to A Healthy Dose with Sadie Tolbert. Elimination, elimination. What is elimination? What are we eliminating? Eliminate, elimination. Wow. Ooh, that word just got really weird. Eliminate, elimination. Say it with me. Elimination. That's funny. Okay. I promise I'm not on any drugs. I had this thought of how we eliminate things from our body. Okay. So getting rid of things. That's to put it simple. How do we get rid of things in our body, in our mind? What do we need to get rid of? What are we eliminating? What is what is moving it moving on, getting out of our body? So there's so many things that we can talk about here. So first of all, the obvious. We you know, we call it elimination when we go potty, when we go to the bathroom, right? We are getting rid of something. We are eliminating toxins. We are getting rid of uh, unused particles from what we ate or drank that we don't need anymore. We are pulling out the things in our body that have no purpose anymore and taking care of business, you know, moving, moving them out, moving our bowels, things like that. And we do that because it's a part of the energy cycle, right? So we eat something, pull all the nutrients out for energy, to function, to feed and fuel all of our organs, and then pull everything out that we don't need. And it's it's gross to us because our bodies aren't meant to want to reconsume what we're eliminating. So that's why they don't smell nice or look appealing or anything like that. So that's just simply a survival mechanism to tell us to not go after it. So what are some of the other ways that we eliminate? Because I've already talked a little bit about gut health. Of course, I could talk about that all day long. Talked a little bit about, you know, circulation and how our, our kidneys filter out uh, urine, things like that. Um, what are the other ways that we get rid of stuff? Um, sweat. Sweat is a good one. Some people, a lot of people, live in very, very warm climates. They live near, below, around the equator, and they are in that super hot weather all the time. Sweating is probably such a normal thing. And then we all know somebody that's like, I'm not a sweater. I don't really sweat. And you're like, hmm, what's that life like? You know, there's, then we, we do these things to our body where we try to stop sweating, especially in our armpits, right? We wear deodorant and antiperspirant so that we don't smell, which smell can change according to what you eat or according to what you are eliminating. And um, then sweat is kind of a natural, you know, thing. We, we want to sweat. We want to get that stuff out because what else, where else is it going to go if we can't get it out that way? Like it's not something that is going to 
necessarily so cut and dry be re-eliminated and then peed out or, you know, gotten rid of in a different way. Um, I had read a statistic the other day and I'm not going to be able to remember that, remember the number, but we have a huge amount, amount of sweat pores in our feet. And so let me tell you a gross story. And if you're somebody who doesn't like feet, then, you know, just la 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 for a minute here. When I was working in the ER, there was so many gross, nasty things that would happen. And I just, it didn't really phase me. I'm not really bothered by a lot of things. I don't really like, uh, uh, trach phlegm, anything that's like, like, a it's not, not, not a fan, but not as bothered, I guess, as other things. But one day, uh, this man came in and he was having a full blown heart attack. Like he was, a uh, uh, must've been homeless or somebody that just didn't take care of his body because he was not clean. And what happens when somebody comes in and we immediately identify that the chest pain and his symptoms are because of a heart heart attack, we can see it on an EKG um, and through blood work and stuff, like we want to get him literally to the cath lab, cath lab as soon as humanly possible. So this man was in our hallway and we had to undress him We had a curtain, but that was it. So there was three or four of us nurses, like all going crazy to get this man undressed so that we could get him straight to the cath lab within our certain amount of minutes that we had to get him there. So I got put to the foot of the bed and I'm taking off these like insanely laced up boots, going to town, got one boot off, grabbed the sock. I have gloves on. And when I pulled that sock off, I got hit punched in the face with the most foul smell of my life that came from this man's foot. And I still had one more foot to go. I could not breathe. I just was stunned. And one of the other nurses saw me and was like, get it together. Like, get that shoe off. And so I had to muster up all that I had to get that other boot unlaced and that sock off. And I was happy to get that man where he needed to go for multiple reasons. Cause obviously hopefully we saved his life. I don't know what happened to him after we brought him to cath lab, but he was, he was still alert and oriented and everything. When I left him, that's one of the things that did stink about (laughs) pun intended that did stink about being an ER nurse is that you just don't get the end story. You don't find out what happens after you pass them on to the next person. That's it. You don't get to hear what goes on next. So anyway, feet can tend to be one of the more gross parts of the body, especially smell wise. Um, we all know like our hot spots being armpits and groin can just have more odors and stuff. There's different glands and, uh, sweat glands, um, that can produce, a different type of odor in that area. So if you're clogging that sweat gland, then you can't eliminate what needs to be pulled out. And so it's important to let that part of your body breathe from time to time. It's important to intentionally sweat sometimes. I'm going to plug one of my favorite uh, self-care and biohack tools, and that's a red light sauna. I've been going to one for almost a year, 10 months. And once a week, you can go more than once a week if you want to, but it really just helps with a little bit more of a drier type heat that, um, is good for your skin and your pores and just 
getting your body to kind of clean out what it needs to clean out. I did notice with me that my feet don't really sweat when I'm in there like other parts of my body do. Um, sometimes I will add like a little bit of kind of clean coconut oil. Um, and that, I don't know, I guess makes it sweat a little bit more. You'd think that that would kind of clog, but it doesn't. And so, um, but my feet don't really sweat a whole lot in there. That's kind of interesting, right? So I might have to look into that a little bit further. So, so we're talking about sweat for elimination. We've talked about, you know, the other ways. Um, we also eliminate through breathing. And so every time we breathe out, we are not only breathing out carbon dioxide, but we are also breathing out what we've burned. All of the, the excess uh, energy that we've burned, if you think about when you do aerobic exercises, aerobic meaning that you breathe heavier, that you move faster, aka cardio, then you are breathing out more than you would if you were just sitting there normally. So I believe it's something around like the average respirations per minute per person is like between like 11 and 16 or something like that. Um, part, as part of vital signs that we take in, in nursing and in healthcare, we count respirations. And it's kind of a, an ongoing joke that nobody really sits to actually watch respirations. But if you've you know, counted enough times, then you can start to, uh, gauge and guess, you know, where somebody's respirations are at. So if you see somebody who is struggling to breathe and they're breathing really fast, then that's different. You want to really make sure, but you can notice if somebody's a little bit hyped up, maybe in a panic attack, they're probably breathing more like 20 or more times a minute. And then, and then if they're really just relaxed, barely moving, then they're probably breathing about 11, 12 times a minute. So Anyway, the more often that you are breathing, especially while cardiovascular respir respiratory status, um, you are eliminating more. And if you're burning calories, aka burning energy during a run or row or anything like that, you are just getting rid of more. And so it is a good thing to consider sweating every day and to breathe more. And so breath work is a great way to practice not only being grounded and in the moment and practice peace, a little bit of meditation, but it's also a good way to bring more oxygen into your body. It helps you to breathe more from your diaphragm and get like a deeper breath in than it would be if you were just breathing shallow, the top part of your lungs. Um, you can really get more in and get more out. So that is another thing to think about. Uh, when people say these guidelines where the, you should, you know, do aerobic exercise three times a week for 45 minutes, like says who for who, like that is, that is just one person's like requirements, necessities. That doesn't mean everybody needs to get that. I think I've heard that multiple times here and there. Um, I've heard that somebody can say, if you get 10,000 steps every day, like you're golden, like according to who, like they don't know my body. They don't even know my height. They don't know my weight. They don't know my age, my capability. Where is my cardiovascular? What's my VO2 max? Like these random things that get thrown out there all the time, all of the time on social media, all of the time in people's suggestion with different coaching and, and TikToks and all of these things, 
like it's not catered to you. It doesn't have anything to do with with where you're at on your journey. So it can be very discouraging to try to follow these guidelines and then not get the results that you want because they're meant for somebody else and not you. And so that's why I encourage you to find somebody one-on-one to work with. So moving on, we've talked about that type of elimination, right? So what are other ways that we can eliminate? Uh, Through our skin, but not through sweating. Skin is our largest organ. It takes up every square inch of what the world touches. It is our barrier. Our skin is what really protects us from so much. And so if that skin is compromised, like scratch or, you know, broke open in any way, rashes, things like that, it just allows for more to be entered in. Now we put a lot of things on our skin, like lotions and (laughs) perfumes and, um, all kinds of antibiotic ointment, things like that. And that's kind of the opposite of elimination, right? That's absorption. That's bringing things into your body. If you are, again, you know, kind of clogging that entryway, uh, you're also clogging that exit. So we lose an ungodly gross amount of skin cells all the time. And that's our body's way of shedding and getting rid of what we no longer need. And so this happens just naturally. You never have to use an exfoliant in your entire life and you're just going to naturally, you know, get rid of stuff. But along the same kind of gross nursing stories, because that seems to be another theme for today, uh, I have seen some serious, serious feet that have never been even remotely worked on to eliminate that dead skin. So uh, we kind of fondly joke about it's snowing when you take off somebody's sock and that there's all this dead skin cells. Super gross, right? Sorry. I hope I don't lose followers from all this, but, um, the point of the matter is, you know, to just really focus on taking care of your skin so that you can eliminate that dead skin cells so that new regrowth can happen. Um, it's not that you want to pick at things like there's the cow, there's purposes and calluses. Like they are, something that has been overworked and overworn, but those calluses really are kind of clogging again, you know, so you, you want to make sure that you're keeping them at bay. You're keeping them in a good, sweet spot. Um, and there's a lot of good, healthy types of clean lotions and things along those lines. You can also really take care of more of that, uh, keeping your body, your skin soft and, and, um, and very well, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of right now? Like plump and, um, oh, I I was hoping this wouldn't happen very often when I'm doing these podcasts, but there's a word I'm trying to think of and it's, uh, going to take me a minute to think about it, but, um, like, you know, supple and, uh, springy, there's another word, but that is what you want your skin to be. And, and you can take care of it by what you eat. You know, you want to make sure that you're eating good, healthy fats, you know, coconut oils, things like that. Um, Collagen, taking in good collagen. Um, I've got an amazing one that I love and support. It's on my website. Um, And so just really making sure that you're taking care of your skin from the inside out so that it is able to eliminate what it needs to and that it is taking care of 
the barrier protection of what its job is meant to be. So we also have other ways of secreting, right? Like we, we have uh, what comes out of our nose and what comes out of our ears. We have spit, like all of these other ways to get rid of stuff that our body doesn't need. But earwax is just merely a way of like clearing things out. Um, it's, you know, such a, a controversial type subject to talk about like cleaning ears. Uh, one thing that I actually do enjoy doing, and I did this a lot when I worked in the clinic, was uh, cleaning out earwax. So doctor would go in and do their assessment and sometimes they would come back out and say hey Sadie can you go and kind of flush out and clean out their ears I couldn't see their eardrum and so we've all heard not to put anything in your ear don't put in q-tips and stuff a lot of people still do um, and the main thing is is some ear canals uh, are shaped a little bit different so if you are sticking in a cotton swab a q-tip then you are pushing that earwax up against your uh, your drum rather than you know cleaning it out. So some people that's that's not a problem, and then other people it it just compacts it and, and can cause major issues. So I have cleaned out earwax that was literally completely solid up to the entrance of the ear. And it just made me think like, you must never even put your, your finger near your ear. Does it never itch or like anything? Cause it was just so much. And, um, we have these little tiny, like teeny tiny little spoon, uh, scoops. And that was what we use, you know, with a, with a otoscope so I can see inside. And, um, then we use some like uh, just warm water to kind of flush it out and stuff. And that's generally pretty safe. Um, you've always heard of people that have busted eardrums from, you know, landing in the water too hard if they jumped off of a, you know, a platform or whatever. And they, and then other people that have been in the ocean and, and things like that, that have busted eardrums. And so there, there is that risk, but generally it wasn't really a, something that we worried about too much. So, Pulling out all that earwax is good because it it can help with your hearing health, but really that's about it. So when it comes to mucus, mucus, whether it's through your you know sinuses or if you feel like it's in your lungs, like really all that is is your body's defense mechanism to get out um, what it thinks is a foreign invader. It, it thinks that there is uh, you know whether it's bacteria from a cold or or, you know, virus, things like that. It's like, let me create this sticky, you know, slimy substance to try to gather up all this stuff so that we can cough it out, so we can sneeze it out, so we can blow it out. And then, you know, it we stay clear from the illness. And so a lot of people that have mucus, like kind of constantly, it's because of a constant state of uh, toxins. So people who smoke, tend to have more mucus, people that are in uh, places where there is just a lot of irritants, the body just always thinks that there is foreign invaders. If they have allergies, you know, anything that they smell, anything that they bring in, their body's like, that's dangerous. And so it creates this mucus to try to get it out. So it's really a defense mechanism. And then um, we create, to kind of close out this, you know, facial leakage type stuff, we create spit as a part of our 
eating. So we, we have enzymes and stuff on our spit that helps to break down food and keeps, you know, helps us to, uh, eat dry things. And so with all of that, um, the spit really isn't meant to leave your mouth, but it does. And so, um, so that's just another way to eliminate. So I think I've, I'm for the most part kind of covered all of the ways that we eliminate, you know, there's the things that physically, I should say, there's the things that, um, that we are growing all of the time, like our hair and our nails. And so, um, but that doesn't really, you know, like it's, that's just growth, right? That's not really like an elimination. Um, you can have, you know, all kinds of different additional ways that you, uh, can eliminate, like, you know, through weeping wounds or different things like that, but really not going to go into that so much. I wanted to take the last couple minutes of this to talk about eliminating, uh, more on the mental side, eliminating the load of, of thoughts and, um, feelings that just don't serve you. Like there are actually a lot of ways that you can make a physical movement to eliminate a mental or emotional feeling. And what I mean by that is if you are thinking pain or thinking of a thought that you want to get rid of and you take your right hand, you start on your shoulder and you brush your arm all the way out to your fingertips, brush down that left arm with your right hand and all the way down to your fingertips and you just flick everything off. You flick off that that thought that you don't want to have anymore. Just physically eliminate it from your body that has shown, like studies have shown that that kind of physicality movement works. Try it, try it. It doesn't have to be that arm or that motion, but like if you kind of wring your hands out and like shake things out, you know, when somebody says, shake it off, shake it off, like you are physically shaking off, you're eliminating whatever just happened and you're getting rid of it. You can, you know, move through your bodies. There's, there's a lot of, um, great, uh, benefit in rolling out. It helps your fascia. It helps with, um, getting, you know, soreness out, lactic acid, all that stuff, but it can also get out emotional pain. It can get out, uh, just negative thoughts and all of this stuff. And, and another way that you can eliminate is by writing or talk therapy, just getting those words out, sing, get it physically through your body, out of your brain and then it's eliminated. So I feel like I'm kind of like reiterating all of the same words here, but if you are constantly bogged down with physical toxins, like, you know, smoke or, uh, lead poisoning or anything like that, do you think that that's more harmful, less harmful, or equally as harmful being bogged down with toxic thoughts? Our thoughts are constantly going all day long, 24 seven. We are thinking, thinking, thinking. If you are negative and thinking about things that are painful and, and hard and, and low frequency, do you feel like you are going to have a physical emotion, a, phys- a physical reaction, I should say? It's worth eliminating those. It's worth focusing on it and finding those ways of just letting go, whether it's writing it out and just like putting it out on paper and then lighting it on fire or 
sing it out, belting your favorite Disney show tune or musical or, or uh, there's a lot of uh, benefits in listening to that kind of heavy metal screamer music too. Um, some of it is just the physicality of getting anger out, you know, and, and you just feel better afterwards. So I just challenge you to try, try some of the stuff and see what it does and recognize what you are noticing and what you are feeling. How is your body reacting? How is your mind changing? You know, just what is, what is going on? What's going on? So think about your elimination tactics. What can you improve upon? What is going well? And focus on what works for you try new things. And uh, we'll go into more details about some of this in other subjects as well. Have a great day, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you haven't yet, please subscribe for more and leave a review. If you got something great out of today, please share with your family and friends. And as always, please remember to consult with your primary care provider if you have any questions or concerns. This podcast is meant to be educational and based off of my experience. Have a great day. You are unique and amazing and beautiful.